Hello and welcome to Big Dumb Movie, where we discuss movies of the big dumb variety. I'm your host, Corey, and I'm here with my co-host, Steve. Gah. Gah, hi. You alright, Steve? Yeah, I guess. Well, it's just me and Steve today. <laughs> Alan is dead to me. <laughs> That's what he gets. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm the only positive one here. This was uh, pretty painful, as you can tell, for Steve. Alan, I may never forgive your ass for picking White House down. I'm serious, dude. Like, we'll be old as fuck, and I'll be talking about this, dude. If, dude, at your wedding, I'm going to read a fucking speech about this. Like, I'm, it's, it's never going away, man. I'm telling you. Well, you're in, you're in for a treat based on that intro. So, real quick... Um, we lost an episode. Now, those of you that don't follow us on social media may not be in the loop. We did an episode on Pet Cemetery 2. We watched it. We recorded it. I was editing it. I was making progress. And then suddenly, it's gone. And I'm talking gone, gone. You may as well be honest, man. He deleted it because of that horrible racial epitaph that Alan used. <laughs> it, was like, it was like five minutes. I just went off. <laughs> I wouldn't delete that, trust me. Right. <laughs> In fact, I'd use it against Alan at this point. <laughs> We're making you watch this movie? No shit, bro. Oh my god. Fuck White House down. But what have I done? I'm getting sidetracked again. We're very sorry. Pet Cemetery 2 is gone forever, unfortunately. I really spent a long time trying to recover it. It is not possible, unfortunately. So I'm very sad to say that that one is gone. Um, at the end of Pet Cemetery, we did do a hat pick in which we drew Ghostbusters 2016, which Alan was not happy about. No one's happy about that. Well, true. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but Alan used his free pass and chose White House Down. And for those that don't know, that means that we have to do Alan's pick next, and then we'll do the hat pick. So next time, we're going to do Ghostbusters. This time, we did White House Down. Good pick, Alan. Yeah, I was um, pretty what? proud of that, based <laughs> on how much you guys suffered. This is a Roland Emmerich movie, and our listeners may remember Roland Emmerich from a previous episode we did. Alan, do you remember which one that was? Con Air. No. No. <laughs> Close. It was Independence, Independence Day. Day. <laughs> yes. Who did Con Air? I don't know. Oh, that was Bruckheimer, wasn't it? He produced it. My, did Bay direct that one? I don't even remember. No, I don't wasn't. remember who directed it, unfortunately. Okay. Independence Day. Yeah, but Roland Emmerich did Independence Day, and he's done... A lot of movies that I'm sure we'll talk about in the uh, months and years to come. But, I mean, you guys probably don't pay as close attention to our YouTube channel as I do. By the way, if you're listening on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. But our Independence Day episode is pretty hated. Did you guys know that? I did not. No? No. no. <laughs> okay, so the Independence Day episode I checked as of today, as of the date of this recording. It has 26 likes, 19 dislikes. We still got more likes than dislikes. Yeah, it's positive. So. We're in the we're in the green. I mean, but that's a lot of dislikes. It's my shit talking about Will Smith, probably. I stand by all of it, you salty bitches. <laughs> yeah. How oh, about this though? Space she's Jam going off, right? Space Jam, forty likes, thirty four dislikes. Wow. Okay. So yeah, also hated. Well, it's the furry community lashing out. Okay. It's the furry and the Emerald. I mean, fans. and this one's going to be self-explanatory. After Earth. 32 likes, 24 dislikes. That one's a little closer. 
There's more of the Will Smith defenders. <laughs> yeah. Jaden Smith fans. Yeah, there the it J- is. JS fans. It's awful. Uh, Get it, over it. It hurts my heart, but that's okay. You know, at least we got some people that like okay. it, and that's that's good enough. Well, get ready. This one's going to get a lot of dislikes, because we dislike this one. <laughs> I don't know. I think people hate this movie. I, I, I can only assume they do. <laughs> you know? Like, people don't like this, right? Like you can't you can't imagine, like, a person who, like, enjoyed this. Well, I mean, I know the type, but I, yeah. They yeah, don't listen to our podcast. Like, this is unenjoyable. <laughs> so, um... As I was going through YouTube, I realized, you know, we haven't really read our YouTube comments on air before, and I kind of wanted to start this show with that, you know, maybe a little palate cleanser from White House Down. We all just watched it, so let's get that out of our minds for a minute. I'm going to read some of the comments we get. Now, we do get very frequent comments from Pappy from Spoilers (laughs) and Josh, the review dude, and they're always positive and always really nice. I'm not going to read theirs, but they do leave a lot of great feedback, and thank you guys if you're listening. Read us the worst ones. So, I'm going to read some comments here. This one is from our Hook episode. Again, this is a YouTube comment. Uh, this is from That Cousin Show. They said, We're not saying it's his best in the least, but we still don't know why Steven Spielberg hates this flick. That scene where Peter learns to fly again is epic. Enjoyed the flashback to our childhood, guys. Keep it up. Nice. I agree. I don't understand why he dislikes it that much either. It's really not that bad a movie. Yeah, Wait, I don't remember that. Spielberg said he didn't like that movie that much? Yeah, we talked about that a bit on the episode. Mm-hmm. I know it was a while ago now, but uh, yeah, Spielberg said it was like one of his least favorites. Oh, shit. Anyway, I thought that was a nice comment, and that's from a channel that's, you know, significantly bigger than ours and took the time to listen, so thank you. Hmm. This is another comment, and this is on the Little Giants episode. This is from a page called Amend the End. They said, hi, just discovered your channel. I like what you guys are doing. It's the perfect cross between analysis and casual conversation. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yep. Now, this one here is from the 13 Ghosts episode. It's from a guy called Damien Del Calisto, or Castillo. He just says, I like this movie and has like a sad face. Poor guy. man. Sorry, sir. That one actually made Uh, me feel bad. Right. We didn't give that a good review. No. But I thought we all like kind of agreed we all still like like there are parts of. of it I still like even though we shit on it. Sorry, yeah. man. Yeah, you know. I it's I kind of responded to him and I was like, "Hey, like what you like. It's all good, man." It's like cottage yeah. cheese. I don't really like it, but every once in a while I'm in the mood for it. I don't know why. I so, mean, you can make the argument every movie we hate somebody likes, but you know, yeah. do you? Yeah, I mean the prequels. <laughs> let's not let's not go there right <laughs> now. Right. Okay? All right, so here's one on our Independence Day episode, okay. one that is, you know, a lot of people have issues with our podcast on this movie. This is from McGem Latiata says, WTF. That's it. That's the comment. It's kind of hard to decipher. On, on what? Our like, Independence Day episode. The whole episode? It, or like one thing you not understand? Said? Yeah. And they just said WTF. That's like their response to our podcast. Like episode. she's like upset we're trash the movie or like. You're going to have to be more specific. <laughs> this yeah. is WTF guys. Come on. What's yeah. your response to this? W ditto. Yeah. WTF back to you. Yeah. The hell is your problem? WTF back to you motherfucker. Right. <laughs> All right. So All here's right. the big one. This is the juiciest one I got. And okay. I, I, you guys. You can respond to each accordingly, however you want. Hell yeah. So this is on the Little Giants episode. This is Reynaldo Garza, who says, I want to see the movie, not listen to a bunch of morons. Get a real job and a life. You guys suck. 
Okay, well, I have a real job and a life of which this is part. And if you wanted to watch it rather than listen to us, then why didn't you go do that? Did you sit through the entire episode thinking what I really want to do is be watching this stupid movie? Fuck off, then. Go rent the fucking movie. It's your problem. Our, our podcast Talk to me is like that. better than this movie. <laughs> yeah, also, the podcast is better. So shut up. Uh, do you have anything to say? Nah, Steve just boasted his ass. Sorry, man. Well, I, I already did reply to this person on YouTube. I hope it said exactly what I just said for No, Beta. I said a... Uh, Middle finger emoji. I said, I think you could rent it on Amazon Prime. Uh, I don't, you know. uh, yeah. I mean... You should tell them that and then put a link back to I think maybe page. they were mad that in the comments or in the description of the video, we didn't describe how to watch it separately. Do you... I'm not giving you instructions like, for that. buy a DVD? I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, like the internet... <laughs> I mean, if you're on YouTube, you, you know how YouTube you works. You don't like, even need to know how to do... All you need to know how to do really is open your browser and type how to watch <laughs> movie into the fucking URLs. But like, just little giants. It'll take you right to it. Yeah, that was a harsh one, though. Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay, that was anyway. the harshest comment we've got. We've gotten so far. I'm sure more will come over time, but... Oh, I figured it'd be cool to spend a few minutes on our YouTube comments since we don't really do that on air. Thanks to all the intelligent so we people. Can, we get all fired it. up so we can trash this movie and get more hate comments. Let's shift it gears again. Let's go back to Roland Emmerich. So, Roland Emmerich, Steve, does he yeah. have any good movies? Let's be honest here. Uh, I mean, it, it like depends on your <laughs> definition of good. I mean, you We're know, not acceptable. Universal Soldier, Stargate, Independence Day, Godzilla, The Patriot. Stargate, I've got an odd soft spot. So you're for. just saying movies. Not all of these are good. I, you know, well, I mean, some Patriot people would say though? that some of those are good. They see exactly. Some people really like the Dude. Patriot. I'm not a huge fan. I do the like Patriot Stargate. Was legit. Okay, yeah. I'm with Alan. I like the Patriot. Yeah. That's the one that I say. Okay, you know what? He's done a good movie. Now Stargate, there's a case to be made, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's awful. I think it's at the very least. I think it's sort of entertaining, but. Day After Tomorrow is bad. 10,000 BC is bad. 2012 is bad. That's basically the same movie as Day After Tomorrow. I did that one basically twice. Like, <laughs> the, the Independence Day Resurgence, it's just, that obviously was not good at all. Anyone would tell you that, I would think. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's this, and it was bad. It was bad. So, really, uh, what? The Patriot? And maybe Stargate, depending on how you feel about it. Surrogates? He did Surrogates? <laughs> Did he do surrogates? I, th- I thought you just said that. Never mind. Oh, no, no. I he said depending on how you feel about it. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so we'll give him like one and a half good movies. I mean, surrogates wasn't a good movie, but... No. Uh. no. Alan, what was the budget for this Emmerich the film? budget for this movie? Okay. Dude, you guys are going to be blown away. The budget for this film was $150 million. 115 or 150? 150. Okay. And, and did it make that money back? It made 205.4. So hmm. it actually made quite a bit of money. Okay. On a pretty big budget, which I don't get how they went through that for this movie. I mean, there was a lot of effects, but $150 million? Well, let me ask you guys this, because, you know, we talked about how the budget, some of it goes to marketing. Do you guys remember the marketing for this at all? Because I don't remember seeing a single trailer. I just remember, like, hearing about it some point in my mm. life. I don't remember the trailers or anything. I don't remember it being a big hyped movie. I'm in the same boat as you. I just remember hearing about it 
but I don't remember it like coming out. I feel like I remember seeing bus stop posters and television ads, but I, maybe I'm just misremembering. It was six years stuff, ago, though. so. Yeah, I mean, if anyone would have seen it, it's you. You're like the L.A. dweller. Like, you're, you're right. always cruising around L.A. <laughs> like true. Looking at bus stop posters. Right. <laughs> yeah, you think Steve saw this? Steve didn't want to see this. I had to veto it for Steve to see this. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, I really never thought I'd have to sit through this. And this came out the same year as the other one, Olympus Has Fallen, right? Yeah, in fact, they're both based on the same book, which is oh, really my. weird. Yeah. I hate this. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not only were they over, but for two different but vastly similar and bad adaptations of the same book to come out in the same year on film. But yeah. I was asking Steve earlier, what's the term for that? Or is there like a word for that where they make like the double movie, but it's the same thing? I don't know. Yeah, I've never heard of a term for but that you, before. Everyone knows like they do it. Like everyone knows what it is. Like, is there is it called something? Or You mean how like there's... A lot of movies, and there's like two similar ones that come out at the same time with yeah, similar exactly. Mission to Mars and Red Planet. Bugs. Exactly. Ants yeah. Life, or Ants and Bugs <laughs> Life. Ants Life. <laughs> Armageddon Deep Impact, yeah. or whatever. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know what the term for that is, but yeah. I mean, we see it a lot, and this is this is like the key example. And it's it's like no one wanted these movies, I don't think, at that time. Like, I don't, I don't know anyone that saw them. They weren't really talked about. They're not really remembered fondly, as far as I know. Nah, yeah, I don't, I've never is... heard anyone say, like, Olympus Has Fallen was awesome. It's one of my favorite Then movies. again, I mean, it's still getting sequels, so what the fuck do I know? I, nah, I dude, just, this is all studio I shit. don't believe that that's even true. This is How just part of the true? machine. You don't believe that it's true, bro? I, mean, I think I, it's in theaters now. I do. I believe <laughs> you. Like, I believe what you tell me. It's like, but I, like, the... I can't. I'm having difficult processing it. Like because it's not. It's artificial, dude. This is just the studios and the the economy and the money. How do you make They're a just sequel pumping to this? Out movies because it's just money. How many times does the White House fall? <laughs> no, I well, think the, the, the current sequel, sequel is happens. called Angel Has Fallen. That's the current one. That's what does right that now. mean? I don't know. Fucking an angel fell. I don't know, bro. (laughs) Have you seen the movie Michael with John Travolta? Unfortunately, yes. I've also seen the movie Powder with a bunch of people whose names I can't remember. (laughs) Oh, that was a weird one. Jeff Goldblum's in that movie, bro. Oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Oh, man. Probably Lance Hendrickson. Lance Hendrickson. A constant mark of mediocrity. He seems cool, though. Okay. He was in Aliens, though. I was going to say, okay, exactly. When I think of him, I think of Aliens. Aliens is awesome. He was also briefly in 3. And he was briefly in Super Mario Brothers the movie. Oh, Wait, was he? Yeah, it was at God. the very end. He was the fungus guy in human oh, form. Oh, yes. Durr. Yeah, you're right. Well, we've uh, danced around it long enough, fellas. We got to get to it. Let's just Oh, my God. Yeah, we even started talking about Look, this He's already dreading yeah, it. Yeah, I want to be done already. Let's do this. <laughs> We just killed time to make Steve more miserable. Right. All right. White House down. 2013. 2013. It's a movie. Good night, folks. Well, we'll see you next time. If you want to email us, uh, visit our YouTube page. Uh, It stinks. It it stinks. Oh, I missed the critic. I like that show. All right. I don't really know how to go about this. Um, Steve, why don't you tell us about our principal characters? Who are our main people in White House Down? Okay. Who the, do we got? The, I'm probably going to have trouble remembering all the character names, but like the most main character is John Cale, and he's played by Channing Tatum. He's divorced. He's got a daughter who's 11. 
Uh, he is a veteran who previously fought in Afghanistan. And he is uh, on the security detail for the United States Speaker of the House, who gave John the job because John saved his nephew while serving in Afghanistan. <laughs> uh, he wants to be on the Secret Service, on the Presidential Guard detail, and he ar- manages to arrange to get an interview for a position to do that. He also manages to arrange through someone he knows to get passes for a special White House tour, which he intends to take his daughter on um, because she's an enthusiastic uh, uh, I don't even know what to call her. She, she's an enthusiast of the White House, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. she, knows, she knows lots about the White House and the president, although she only actually ever demonstrates the shallowest of knowledge and <laughs> only very, very briefly uh, at the beginning of the film. And it comes, it does not come into play at all. Like <laughs> at the beginning of the movie, I was like, this little girl's going to know how to find hidden tunnels or something. And They're setting things up for this kid, right? Yeah, exactly. And then I mean, they set up man. that. The dad missed her talent show where she was like performing some kind of like color guard flag waving bullshit. And uh, that, you know, obviously when they say that, you know, it's going to come back. Also really miscast for that kind of girl. Like the, the, the girl that played the daughter was fine, but it does not seem like the type that would be doing flag routines and stuff. They didn't dress her right. Didn't have the right appearance for that type of guy. I don't know. That's what you're focused on? <laughs> no, no. That's just one of many, many I mean, problems. I didn't even give a fuck about that. I was like, this movie sucks. Alan, why don't you tell us a bit about our president in this movie? Who's he played by? What's his name? What is he? Ah, so it's uh, Obama played by Jamie Foxx. <laughs> it's not, it's not really Obama. Not. <laughs> I mean, it is, but it's not. Oh, see, it is, but it's not, but it is, but it's not. Played by Jamie Foxx with two X's. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Fox. Excuse me. <clears throat> Alan's made me sick. Yeah. So it's like President Walker, is that right? Uh, Yes, Walker, what's his name? I already forgot. But he's Obama, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's Jamie Foxx, Obama. And uh, he's supposed to be the president. God, I mean, there's like no <laughs> quality to him. He's just the president. Like what? What is he? Well, he has Lincoln's watch. Okay. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, and okay, we can mention that, but like, I don't even know how to describe him. Like, what's his character? I don't know. He's he got like Lincoln's no, fucking watch. He's okay? like no character build up. He's like he's just the president. I mean, do any presidents really have any character? <laughs> he wants to change things. I, I guess yeah. He's supposed to be like altruistic, or he's like for the good guy. I, I don't know. It's stupid. <laughs> All right, I mentioned this. I gotta say it. He's got a watch. Apparently. Abe Lincoln's wife gave it to Lincoln. Somehow got in his hands. He wears it right over his heart. Ah. He's obsessive with Lincoln. Like his favorite thing to do is have the presidential helicopter flying past the Lincoln Memorial. And he's got this watch that, yeah, uh, Mary Todd gave to to Lincoln. She's like, how the fuck did you end up with that? It doesn't matter. They don't explain it. it. Yeah, I mean, really, that's kind of the recurring theme through the rest of this film is none of this matters. We don't care. Here's yeah. some shit. Here's stuff that uh, happens. Here's things some are, shit. He has right. the watch. Okay, let's next. Now, James Woods is also in this movie. I want to ask you guys, how long did it take you to realize that James Woods was going to be the villain? 36 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> During the opening credits, right? Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, all right. Pretty bad. Uh, yeah. James Woods is... Uh, He's like the leader of the or secret service. He's in charge of him. And he's retiring. This is like his like last day. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's been there for like 25 years and they're throwing him a little party, but 
he's like super professional and it's the last day and they're guarding the president. That's right. Now, uh, pretty much everything takes place in the White House and all our characters get there pretty quickly. Uh, there's that tour going on and Channing Tatum, who's Kale, shows up with his kid Emily and they go on the tour, cruising around the White House. They have a little interaction with the president. This is, you know, before shit goes down. Which, I mean, shit goes down pretty quickly, I'll say that. They, like, get things moving. But um, what do you guys think of the president's little talk with the daughter? Oh. About her YouTube page or her blog? Yeah, she has, like, a YouTube channel. She's like, oh, Mr. President, can I ask you a question? And he's like, oh, sure. He thinks she's going to ask, like, what his favorite color is or some oh, inane she shit. something about, like, his Middle East policy or something. Yeah, well, the undercurrent here that they... they only touch on lightly is that he's unveiling a policy to just completely remove the U.S. from the Middle East. And it's a very contentious thing that's being fought about. And some people within government are not happy about it. <clears throat> so she grills him. Mr. President, can I ask you a question for my YouTube channel? I guess that'll be all right. What's your name? Emily Kale. Emily Kale. Go ahead and shoot. Okay. I'll look on that thing. <laughs> I wasn't ready for a press conference. How do you expect 22 Arab nations with different regional and religious interests to agree on a single treaty, especially given the newly erupting conflicts between the Shiites and the Sunnis in southern Pakistan. Wow. <laughs> Tough question. To be honest with you, I don't know. Whether they'll agree or not, I'm not sure, but I gotta try. Because the day we stop believing that different people can come together is the day we've given up on the world, and I'm not ready to do that. What I am ready to do is give a little girl a shout out on a YouTube blog. <laughs> Hi, folks. My name is James W. Sawyer, and I'm here with Emily Kale and her video blog. Check it out. All right, guys. She's basically like, how the fuck do you expect this will actually work? And he basically just gives her a BS, I have hope type answer, and then moves on to endorsing her as a vlogger. Yeah, things will work out. Don't worry about it, kid. Right. Your fucking generation's doomed. (laughs) (laughs) I wish she was kind of pretentious with that question, though. Now, the kid gets separated from the the party she like has to go to the bathroom so she like wanders off the tour is kind of going on and Channing Tatum's with them and we start to see there's some like shady guys including Jason Clark and some other guys that are working on like the uh, movie theater John Connor John Connor no no <laughs> I mean is he John Connor though I mean, not yeah, no but no we, we, I said the, the same thing when is. we recorded our T2 episode Eddie Furlong and uh, Michael Edwards are the only two people who I will ever acknowledge as being John he's Connor. Not, okay. he's if not you like John Michael Connor. Edwards as John Connor, name one line he says. He doesn't say any lines. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Steve, if he's not John Connor, he's still the T-3000. Oh my God. That's true. <laughs> Is it the 3000 that he's supposed to be where he's like nanobots? Yeah, yeah. With the nanobots. The nanonator. The T-3000. Oh like, how so, can we up the female one? Like, what's better than that? The female the one was stupid. That yeah. thing was the stupidest. And they went and tried to build on that. Now the he's the new one in Dark Fate looks like a variation on Christina Loken. It's really terrible. Let's talk. Well, you know what? I'd rather talk about White House Down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no. All right. Well, let's get to the incident. The incident. Right. The, the Alan incident. chose this movie. That's the incident. <laughs> how dare you, sir? <laughs> There is an explosion that these guys have uh, arranged, right? So these guys that were kind of shady, <laughs> including Jason Clark, they they're kind of like setting up some mechanical shit. They think they're just repairmen or whatever, but they like blow up the top of the Capitol building, right? One of the henchmen they disguise themselves as uh, AV guys, like they're working on the president's personal like theater. 
So there's supposed to be like AV guys working on the theater. And one of them is like a janitor, like a push cart. And he leaves it in the middle of the, the lobby. And then that, that has the bomb on it. Yeah. And I mean, as soon as that goes off, these guys are just like running through the Capitol building and the White House just gunning everyone down, right? There's a pretty poor CGI explosion. A lot of the CGI in this is shockingly bad. Oh, yeah. It is really bad. Yeah. Considering how good the big building blowouts were in ID4, it's sort of let down they couldn't at least meet the mark again here years later. And this was $150 million. And the first CGI you get as bad as this part, when the, the first explosion, this in is what fact, sets it off. He'd blown up the White, the White House Model 94 was great. It's one of the biggest highlights of that movie. Yeah. Like, fucking A, same dude. Yeah, so this is what starts it, and the CGI is already bad. Now, I mean, the next bit is just chaos. And you know what? The rest of the movie is really just chaos until, like, the last two minutes. So, Can we just jump to talking about the last two minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to weave my way through this as yeah, best I can. You don't here. even know where to go from here. You're <laughs> yeah. just like, what's so, going on? There's guys killing everybody, right? These guys, they, they get the armory weapons. They're just killing everyone that's there. That works for the president. So, like, all his, you know, the people under him and his secret service just getting gunned down left and right. They're taking hostages. Taking hostages, mainly people from the tour of the White House that was going on. And there's a betrayal that happens. This is kind of like a big reveal, except it's not. Dun, dun, dun. And this is that James Woods was the villain the whole time. Oh, my God. Yes. They, uh, they get the president down to the P.E.O.C., what is I, the PEOC? I already fucking forgot. Something <laughs> operations center, personal emergency operations. What center? is this room? It's I like, don't know. It's, it's basically like, like the their safe room. Yeah, it's like the world's craziest safe room, yeah. specifically for the president of the U.S. Like if this shit happens, that's where they're going. I have no idea if doing. one really exists. That's I just bet the you way they does, set it up dude. in the movie. I, I, I bet be you it does. I would think you're right. I would think something similar to it at least exists. Because yeah, what if like what if the building gets taken down. over or whatever? Yeah. yeah. So they're taking this like super secret safe room, and then that's where James Wood betrays him. And, and do you remember what he him. says? Martin, consider this my resignation. Oh god, that's really some some bottom tier writing right there. I know, man. I, there are so many stupid one-liners in this. Unfortunately, I couldn't write them all down, but suffice to say, the cringe is heavy. Yeah, that was pretty cringy. And here's our first twist: we all knew it was James Woods, but now he's the bad guy. Yeah. And and this is where like Kale kind of goes off on his own and he saves the president at the last minute and they're together for a lot of this movie. But right? we forgot that his daughter got separated because remember she had to go to the bathroom. So <laughs> no, she's yeah, separated yeah. when all this went down. No, we mentioned that I oh, think, okay. right? I thought we did. Oh. Okay, yeah, yeah but he's he's trying to rescue her. He's the good dad. James Woods has a grudge against the president for some reason, right, Steve? Yeah, well, you find out that uh, the president was like personally coordinating and running a military op that this guy's son was a part of, and the son ended up dying. So now James Woods has got this this uh, like vendetta. Yeah, vendetta against the president because he blames the president for the fact that his son died. You you never really find out what the nature of the mission was or why the kid ended up dead. May not have really been the president's fault at all, but... Uh, but then it turns into him, like, launching nuclear weapons. It goes, like, beyond that. Well, like, I, I don't really understand where this goes from there, because, like, in The Rock, for instance, um, Ed Harris's character 
wants money, but he wants the money to be dispersed as compensation for soldiers who fought in combat who he feels got screwed by the government for their service. So at least you're given, okay, that makes sense. You know, it may not be the greatest storyline ever, but at least you can make sense. Like, I get why he wants this. In this movie, it's like this dude's plan for revenge is ultimately to take over the U.S. government's nuclear missile arsenal and launch them at other countries. He wants to launch them at Tehran and Moscow and, and Beijing. And like, like, why? Why are you doing that? You know, when you mentioned it, around this time, there's a small reference to money. And there's a small scene where it shows them, they're like, we got to move the money because the shit's going down. And there's a couple of shots where it shows them like loading money into a truck. Yeah. But then it's never mentioned again. They never get the money. It's just like totally lost. They mention money very briefly, and then they all forget about he it. He does ask for a bunch of money, so it's like, yeah, I yeah. guess maybe that ultimately he was gonna, they were gonna escape and split the money up, but like, so it was about money. Yeah, but then why is he launching these missiles? And then also, you find out during the course of the film, I don't care if I wrote what happened it, to the money. No, you, you find out during the course of the film that his character's got a brain, huge brain tumor, and isn't gonna live more than another few months. So it's like, why? Well, then what? Then what good's the money gonna like, be? Yeah, they just threw the money in there just to like throw it in there, but it didn't fit in the story at all none of it fits like why is he launching nukes at tehran like what does that have to do with your son i don't i don't get it he's trying to start world war three right they do say that at some point right That he's trying to start world war three and why okay you know that part actually as shitty as it sounds maybe i'm wrong but i thought that kind of made sense because he's basically just trying to like end the world like fuck the u.s and everybody I thought he was just going like Joker. He just wants it all to burn because he's angry about his son. Yeah. I mean, that kind of makes sense, right? Isn't that like the best revenge? Like, you just fuck everybody up. I mean, look, I don't have a better pitch, so (laughs) I'll accept it. I don't know. I thought that made sense. We haven't talked about Maggie Gyllenhaal, uh, but she is in this movie. She plays, you guys probably didn't catch her name. I had to write it down. Finnerty. Finnerty. Oh, that's right. Terrible name. (laughs) No good, right? But she's there like offsite, like, trying to help i don't really care like you know it cuts to her and she's like we gotta help them we gotta we gotta she's set up a phone basically call basically playing maggie gillenhall that's more or less her character in like five other movies yeah she's just like, like in the command room like relaying messages or just she's like just supporting them barely she's always like this concerned pseudo involved character like yeah yeah well there there's a couple of scenes that happen that i think are kind of funny so there's like a part where the president like levels up in a way, like when they're when they're going through and they're like running from these guys and they have their little mini action scenes. He like takes off his like nice dress shoes and he puts on some like Air Jordans, some like brand new like oh, Nike yeah. Jordans. So that's pretty good, right? <laughs> Do you remember like some guy like tries to like grab him while he's like walking and they grab his shoes and he's like, "Don't touch my Jordans." And he kicks him in the face. The guy that's like dying, because like one of the guys that got shot, but still grabbed him and he kicks him in the face. So congratulations, the one guy you got was already dying. And he shoots someone later, but yeah. Um, Channing Tatum, who's Kale, also levels up. Like he takes out this like big guy, and then he gets like oh, he gets the ammo vest. Yeah, he gets the ammo vest. He's got the big gun now. He takes his shirt off. You can see his muscles. He's got, he's got the belt with the grenades and shit. Kind of reminded me of the scene in the Thomas Jane version of uh, Punisher, where he fights the Russian. I was thinking the same thing because it's a big blonde <laughs> Russian dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but the Punisher one was way better. I don't know. It was alright. 
There's movie a, shit. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, I that, that scene's movie. okay, but yeah. And I rewatched it's it recently. Shit. It's really? bad. Oh, my God. It's pretty bad overall, yeah. Can I have a second veto? No, you got <laughs> you got nine more movies to go before you can get another veto, bro. Yeah. It's actually gonna, ten after the one you picked. Gonna, oh, that's true. I'm so ten, there you go. This. I'm going to remember The Punisher. Don't. Forget about it. Forget it. I'm going to make you watch The Garbage Pail Kids. You're going to fucking hate it. No. <laughs> you just wait. <laughs> so, back into the plot. Uh, the little girl, she, like, takes some videos of these guys while they're, like, doing bad shit, I guess. And she puts it online. So, they're kind of exposed to the world because everyone just assumes it's, like, an Al-Qaeda takeover, right? Yeah. They even literally say this is, like, the work of Al-Qaeda. But they say it's not Al-Qaeda because they show the video footage and they're white. Who yeah. is Al-Qaeda and why is he so angry? <laughs> you know, the guy, Al-Qaeda. Al. Uh, right? Yeah. He hates Hussein, Hussein Obama or whatever. <laughs> whatever the fuck that guy's name yeah. is. Stupid president or whatever. He's not the president. <laughs> All right. So uh, what else happens here? So... <laughs> the president and Kale, they get down to like the tunnels beneath the White House and they're going to get out of here. They're going to escape. But Kale's like, no, I can't go without my daughter. I got to oh, go back. So like lame. I know. But it doesn't matter that he says that anyway, because then they just get chased out. There's this chase scene that happens. So they get in yeah. the Cadillac. Steve, tell us about the Cadillac. Oh, my God. There's a, a name for it I can't remember anymore because like the presidential whatever presidential limo but presidential limo is what they call it, it. Kind of yeah cadillac one yeah that's, that's what it is is cadillac one and like basically it's a general motors utility vehicle platform that they reinforce and then they drop an armored cadillac dts body on it so it looks like a big hefty cadillac but it's really basically a truck underneath and like it's all heavily armored puncture proof tires and shit yeah and um it gets beaten up quicker in the movie than I think it might in real life, but I'm not 100% sure. But basically, it's designed to be just as secure as possible so the president can be moved around in it with reasonable amount of protection from an attack. And they managed to, to snipe one of these things, uh, or I guess the one, from the White House garage, and uh, that turns into a chase. And the the car that's chasing him, they got a Dan minigun. They do have a Dan minigun. Yeah, they're just like fucking just unloading on this thing. So I felt like after the amount of rounds it took, like when it started to take damage, I I, I don't know. I felt like that was enough. You know, when Dan designed the first minigun, he oh, really yeah. had no idea what he was doing. Old Dan. Old Dan. Now, the army does kind of get involved at this point does a little Dan bit. Dan minigun no Al-Qaeda. shitty army. Yeah, Dan and Al, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. What do you think of the army? Uh, they suck and they don't do anything. No, no, not the army in general. In this movie, Alan. <laughs> oh, they suck and they don't do anything. <laughs> they uh, they surround the White House. And when Channing Tatum says that they need an exit, the, one of the tanks starts rolling through the gate to like help them out. But then gets freaking immediately RPG'd. In a scene very similar to Die Hard, which I thought this movie run, reminded me of. This movie references Die Hard multiple times. Like a times. lot. And this is one of them where he shoots a tank from the roof. Remember in Die Hard when the vehicle tries to get to the building? Yeah. Same thing. They shoot the tank and then like, There's oh, back off. in this where Channing Tatum's in a uh, white undershirt with the, the ammo and stuff on. That's supposed to be a McLean reference. Yeah. So they bring up one tank and it gets blown so up. So this is like the Die Hard of the modern age in a way. 
Uh, no. No, I mean, I don't don't <laughs> no. say that. I mean, yeah. you're, that's what you're kind of saying, though. Definitely in, like, the not. worst way possible. <laughs> this is this is marginally like, um, uh, the diehard imitator. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a little bit less fun to watch than Mariah Carey's movie Glitter. So, <laughs> what do you guys think about when they're in the limo? And they find like an RPG or like some kind of big ass gun inside oh. the limo, and they give it to Obama. <laughs> the and president like, goes hanging out the window with it. He like hangs out the window and he's like firing at motherfuckers. Because look, now he's like tough, or he, Do you, he can go in the when it gets tough, he can fight back. But he doesn't know what he's doing really. He's never shot a rocket before. Do you think Obama jerks off to that scene? <laughs> I mean, I doubt it. Um. <laughs> He wishes he could have done that. Yeah. Shot a rocket from the car on the White House lawn. There's still time, Obama. <laughs> have you guys ever seen the movie They Live? No. No, actually. I know about oh it, but God. I've never seen it. You really should. You'd love it. Um, even 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 Alan might find it entertaining. Uh, but anyway, so, well, do you, I, Keith David, this dude Keith David's in it. And you'd know his voice, I would bet. He does the voice of the president, Rick and Morty. Are you still here? Shouldn't you be going down to your next version of Earth with your selfie-craving star f- sidekick? Whoa! Okay. And he's been in dozens of movies. He's got this really gravelly voice. I think they should have cast him to be the president in this movie, and they should have just let him go nuts with it, because I think, like, an unhinged president that goes super vigilante in this scenario played by him would have been amazing. And Maybe that's the other one. Maybe that happens in Olympus Has Fallen. I doubt it. Maybe. If he's in it, I'll be a lot happier with it, though. I like him. <laughs> oh, my God. This is going to sound so dumb. Who's the Allstate guy? And he was in Heat? Oh, he's also the, the captain or whatever. He's Keith Sutherland's boss on 24. He's the president. The president 24. on 24. Yeah, he should have uh, been the president, dude. He was already the president. I like him, too. I like Keith David better, but he's cool. Uh, yeah, dude. What's his name? Dennis Haysbert. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, dude. He was already the president in 24. And he was way better than yeah, well, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, Keith Fox. David's the president in Rick and Morty. Okay, like, Jamie Foxx sucks as president. <laughs> well, after this whole chase scene, Jamie Foxx, like, kind of runs into a building with Kale. And the building gets blown up, but they get away. But the president's, like, presumed dead for a while in this movie, right? So, the vice president, who earlier got on to Air Force One and got out of there, he is now the new president. So, we got, like, our first president switch. Now... I have to bring up a point which I almost totally forgot about. This is a very good point. Is before this, kind of when it first starts, one of the henchmen, which I think is Jimmy Simpson, is like with the hacker guy. And he goes to like the basement and starts controlling all the computers. And they show him like downloading something. And eventually they show it completed. But they never bring that up, or they never say what it was. It never has any relevance to the entire plot, like what he well, was doing. Well, they say the there. firewalls are down. So, after what was he doing, though? Was what was he doing, Steve? They don't say. I think you were half awake during this part. Yeah, I was, I, you know, sort <laughs> oh, of semi conscious. No, they don't say. Steve can't answer that. No, I. the only real impression I got is that he's like deleting like the criminal databases and other information held by the federal well, government. You're just guessing. You never tell well, us. Well, but at one point he does delete his own criminal his own. record. Okay. But what is so, I mean, maybe that's what he was in doing. I mean, you're right. They never say I'm kind of guessing, but it's like, it seems like he's, ha- he's just hacking. just doing some hacking shit. He's hacking some kind of government 
memory bank and removing what's there is what it seems like to me. But that has no relevance throughout the rest of the movie. They never come back to it. They never explain to you how it ties into the rest yeah. of it, no. Unless, I don't know, they, 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 I think I sort of got the impression at one point that what he was doing had loosely something had to, yeah, loosely had something to do with their ability to control the launch system. Yeah. But... I'm not really sure exactly how that's supposed to work. I don't know. There's really too much shit going on. Yeah, and they're inspecific about there's it. There's another Die Hard reference. Remember in Die Hard when he's in the basement trying to open the vaults? And he's like, oh, yeah. The computers? Same kind of shit. The hacker guy's like on the, in his own little world there, just hacking the one where, uh, it's not Jeremy Piven, the guy who's the hacker in the, the fourth Die Hard. Oh, uh, Justin Long? Yeah, but not him, the bad guy. Oh, uh, Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. That's the Oliphant. one. Yep. Oliphant. Yeah. So there's a, there's an order that's given around here. The vice president says, all right, just fucking blow up the White House. Oh, Rule 34. I know that one. Yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> he says, all right, I'm calling Rule 34. Oh, which is the one to kill all the little Jedi kids. <laughs> 66. There you go, Order 66. He executes Order 66, which is basically send in all the CGI helicopters you have right. to blow up the White House, right? Oh, that, that that was really bad. How'd they look, Alan? I mean, come on. They look like bad. <laughs> like a I don't even game, know right? how to explain. Like early 2000s. Like just really. Uh, this movie's made in 2013, everybody. What's it? Uh, when it takes the, when he takes you out of the movie, like I'm not jarring, but it was really, it's like. Like breaks the reality. Yeah, breaks the reality. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's just shitty. Were they CGI. too close to the ground, Steve? Much. <laughs> <laughs> but they weren't really there, so you can't. How can they be too close to the ground? Yeah, I mean, know? yeah, they were positioned digitally too close <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, one of the helicopters actually crashes into the building. Because these guys, they got something called... Um, javelins. Javelins. And these are like anti-aircraft, like RPG. I don't know what they are. but Surface to air missiles. Surface to fucking air missiles, goddammit. Corey, you've seen the original Ghost in the Shell, right? Yes. You know, at the end, when Kusanagi's in the ruins of the Natural History Museum with the Tachikoma tank that's being controlled by the puppet master. Yeah. And she has the helicopter that dropped her there, shoot out that glass roof, Mm -hmm. and all the glass falls in. That's a really cool scene. I'd rather think about that. (laughs) You think about that, Steve. (laughs) Meanwhile, (laughs) Meanwhile, a horribly rendered CGI helicopter... Does crash into the White House. And you remember we were talking about those tour guests, right? So, there's like a bunch of tourists. And then there's like the tour leader. Oh, the yeah. helicopter blade like crashes into the room that he's in and lands like one inch away from his face. Like not even like an inch. Like a, like a millimeter yeah, away like from like, about to kill him. like the tip of his nose. Just like, in the nick of time. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, you know, it's a Roland Emmerich movie, isn't it? <laughs> it is indeed. That same, like, guy who ends up bludgeoning one of the guys to death with, like, a White House artifact. That guy was, like, my favorite part of the movie until he had, like, the two cringiest lines in the history of mankind within about 40 seconds of each other. a clock from, like, fucking the 18th century or something. Or whatever. He killed him, like, a clock. He, like, bludgeoned that guy. Yeah. He took his ass out. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, this guy is really the hero of the story. The tour guide? (laughs) He's the most entertaining character. I'll give him that much. I, you know, they, they probably didn't have a lot for this guy in the script. They thought it was kind of funny. They gave him more lines. It's the only thing I could think. This second act, like, drags, too. It just keeps going and going. Yeah, there's just, like, 
so much shit going on. Like people are just getting shot. They're fucking ducking and hiding, and then they're they calling in orders. They're in a fucking elevator shaft for twenty fucking minutes. I'm normally like the first person to say, "Oh no, that film could have been half an hour longer. I would have sat through more of it. The arc felt too compressed." Like, Dude, I'm the wrong. type of person who's happy to sit through a three or four hour long movie, and. uh this was like the opposite experience for me. It felt like there was 45 minutes of just unnecessary pad there. This could have been a 90-minute movie for sure. They're going from like wing to wing. Like, oh, now we're in the basement. Now which, we're back in the kitchen. Which would have been awesome like, if they could fuck. have kept it interesting and like tense. And instead, I was like, just fucking get there already. Yeah. God damn it. Oh, now they're back like, on the third floor. Like, right? they're just going like from place to place. Yeah, it's like we're on the lawn for a little while. Now we're at the pool. Now we're in the pool house. <laughs> right. All right, now we're back in the White House again. Now we're in the basement. Here's a bunch of places in the White House. Yeah. yeah. You know the secret tunnels that JFK smuggled Marilyn Monroe under? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're there. They yeah. do exist. But they uh, found us, so get back upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> get to the roof. <laughs> yeah, now we got to go to the roof. <laughs> yeah, just fucking place to place. It dragged as fuck. Even I was like, what is going on? There's a part where Channing Tatum, when he meets up with that tour guide, and we were talking about those stupid lines. The first line that happens is when the tour guide, like, kills the guy and he says, stop hurting my White House. Stop hurting my White House! German mantle clock. Empire style. Oh, yeah. Stop hurting my White House. And then Kale like gives him a gun after that, like a shotgun, and he like pumps the shotgun and he says, "You hurt the man." Tour's over. Yeah. That's the point when we. I'm not kidding about this. We stopped the movie, and we all just like sat there in silence and we're like thinking and just like with our like hands in our palms, just like horrible. or with our faces in our palms. Yeah. Both of you looked like you were getting like headaches. Like, I thought really, you guys were like physically hurting. Like, it does. It hurt my you brain. You guys were like rubbing your foreheads like, I need to fucking stop this. Like, I, <laughs> I think I've got a brain tumor. I've had to sit through this. You, and This movie could have been, this movie could have been a security guy played by Danny Trejo helping a president played by Keith David escaping the White House. That would have been fucking awesome. Starring Kevin James no. as Mark I, 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 Three. I blame a lot of this on like Roland Emmerich. It's like very Roland Emmerichy, yeah. With like these really cringeworthy one-liners and like this really like long and boring. I mean, like a predictable plot. I was reminded of Independence Day in a lot of ways, and that's yeah. that's not great because nope. <laughs> I mean, I had a fondness for Independence Day for a long time in my childhood, but when we rewatched it, I was like, no, this movie ain't it, man. Yeah, no, it, it's true. I really, I liked it for several years after it first came out. And then sometime around like the seven, seven to eight year mark, I was like, well, wait, wait, what was wrong with it? This really is not very good. <laughs> that was still better than this, though. At least. Yeah, it was. We get some more cringe. We get the pen is mightier than the sword. Steve, what is that all about? Whatever happened to the pen is mightier than the sword. I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> the guy's, he's like, a, the pen is mightier than the sword, which is a real expression. But he had a gun. Nor, yeah, normally when you when someone says that ironically in a movie, it's like moments before they stab someone in the eye with a fountain pen or something. And instead he was he was handling a, a, like a nine millimeter handgun. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's all a setup though for like after that, they have like a tussle. The president grabs a pen and stabs him and he says, 
like the pen is mightier than yeah. So <laughs> so they had a line that makes no sense to set up a joke about the pen after the fact. Like they like, made a joke about the line that should made have no had, sense. Yeah, they should have waited until the end of the fight and had the president say, say the it. pen is mightier than the gun or something, and it just. Yeah. Do something, something like, different than what you Steve's did. Steve's right. Like when he puts it like that, it was just so out of place. Like, why did he fucking say that? Like, yeah, it just leaves you like wondering, like, what? Right? Yeah, you're <laughs> like, holding what? a gun. Yeah, that's like, neither a sword nothing, nor a pen, and nothing happened. He was just kind of like talking to himself. He's like, oh, the sword is mightier. The pen is mightier than the sword. Like, I feel nothing like happened. He needs one of those like rotating games you give the two and three year olds where it's like here's here's the monkey and it goes woo woo here's the cow and it goes boo yeah like, like match it up yeah like, you gotta match it up right you know the, sir this is a gun let me show you on the chart the gun goes uh, bang yeah exactly the gun goes bang you know pen writes on paper you understand the difference between shoots people and writes things well this guy doesn't All right. And he says that and it just left us confused <laughs> I mean the, the point we're at it's kind of near the end of the movie. So I'll I'll talk about some of the final things that go down. Thank God. Right. So there's uh, Kale versus Jason Clark, whose name I don't even remember. Uh, Stens. T3000. Yeah. I mean, they have their fight. Meanwhile, the president is fighting James Woods. Those two things are going on simultaneously. <laughs> Obama v. Woods. You know, fucking in the octagon. I think the current president, James Woods, want to make out. <laughs> Who do you think would win in an actual fight? Barack Obama or James Woods? Obama. You think I, so? I think Obama's, like, if you're fighting fair, Obama wins. I think James, James Woods would get dirty now. as fuck, though. He's too old, dude. No, nah, I think he'd find, he'd throw shit in Obama's eye and then yeah. blame it on him. <laughs> he'd do, like, the like the three ninjas. He'd put, like, the powder in the ass. Right? Yeah. Be like fucking Dale from King of the Hill. Sha-sha! Throw pocket sand right in your face. Like... Well, they don't do any of that, and they just kind of tussle around for like ten minutes. Yeah, it's and it, it, again, it's intercut with Kale and uh, Jason Clark. Uh, what did you think of Jason Clark's death? Do you remember specifically how he died? It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. But before we talk about how he died, these fight scenes were just really low effort, <laughs> yeah. really boring. There was nothing to these fight scenes. These were like, if you could just picture like the cliche. Action, Michael Bay, Emmerich, just fight scenes where they're just grunts and they're punching each other in the face and they're going over tables and it was just the laziest fight scene. Like, there's nothing memorable about them. They're just, they fought just because it's part of the movie. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cuts and I mean, it's not choreographed super well, but it's because it's not exactly a martial arts showdown. It's just like two guys just kind of like scrapping for the control suitcase or whatever the fuck it is. Um, But uh, Stens, uh, eventually after all their grappling and 10 minutes of them fighting and punching each other Channing Tatum gets the upper hand and then puts like a belt of grenades around him and pulls the pin on like all of them I think right doesn't he like pull a bunch of pins I I don't know I thought I saw him pull one okay well but, he blows the fucking guy's yeah, head yeah he basically pulls the pins and then runs and the guy's like no for all the death in this movie it is a PG-13 movie so it's very watered down like there's not the amount of blood that there should be in this movie like, yeah, like five hundred people fucking die in you know, this movie. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they were, maybe they figured this. This was like for like thirteen to sixteen year olds or something. You know, when you mention that, you're right, dude. It teenagers was are fucking idiots. They like everything. Super watered down, and actually, that's probably part of the problem. It felt like nothing mattered. Like people were just dying, like nothing, and <laughs> like when people right. get shot, it's like, oh, he's gone. Like okay, and they never showed anyone like bleeding out. They never showed anyone like in pain. 
It was just like the movie keeps going while people die. Steve was just saying how this is like a teenager movie. Yeah. You know what? My my take is this is a fucking rehab movie. <laughs> have, have either of you guys ever been to rehab? I've been in a rehab not. facility before. Okay, well, this yeah. is the kind of movie that late at night when it's TV time, everyone be sitting watching this fucking movie yeah. super into it. Oh. This is a rehab movie. This movie was made for rehabs. I'm fucking convinced now. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I guess, I don't know, you've been sober for 48 hours, what are you going to do? Like, That's fuck, shitty movie. torture yourself, feel, feel really bad. No, I feel like people in rehab would enjoy this, but yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, there's another twist, I don't know if we talked about it, so the vice president's plane gets taken down, and I thought the vice president was going to live, because the plane gets like, the wings shot off, and then the plane's like lowering to the ground, and then off screen, they're like, oh, he died. Like the yeah, yeah, that was you, super lazy. You did, like that to me, it looked like the, like the half the plane was just like burnt. And I was, was immediately, the, I was like, "That was everyone on the plane's dead." Who was the other like, chick that was on the plane that he was like involved with? I was like uh, Gambit's friend that like got him the interview at the beginning. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was the chick he knew that got him the passes oh, okay. and stuff. She just died too. Like yeah. she's gone. Yeah, that was so stupid. Yeah, Channing Tatum's friend. Now, Ch- Channing Tatum. You guys, has he ever been in a good movie? I'm trying to think. I maybe I got. I'd have to pull up his resume, but not that I can think of. Wasn't he in Remember the Titans? No. What football movie was he in? Remember the Titans wasn't good. Oh, <laughs> God holy dare you. fuck! I watched that like hundred times. There goes our fan school. base, right? God damn it, Steve. <laughs> uh, uh, look, neither was Varsity Blues. Oh no, uh, he was in Coach Carter. Oh, oh okay. that's a true, true masterpiece. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. That one just doesn't do it either. <laughs> He's, he hasn't been in a good movie, I don't think, right? At least none that I've seen. None that I can think of. I mean, I don't like comedies, so I haven't seen those Jump Street well, movies. Okay, you know, a lot of people like those. I've watched the first one. It's not horrible, like unwatchably bad, but I, I couldn't get into it. A lot like, of females seem to like Magic Mike. Uh, I heard Magic yeah. Mike was funny, but I, again, I don't like comedy, so I don't see oh, those kind of movies. Okay. I actually know. Okay, here's a real answer. He was in Foxcatcher, and that was a really that, good movie. There you go. That All was right. a good that movie. Was, that was actually a really good movie. I'll give him one, at least. Do you think Gambit's ever going to come out? That movie that's been fucking in pre-production or planning for like eight years? I really hope at this point it doesn't. I, I, like, I, I don't think they've got more than another few more years in the MCU before they have to reboot it again. And I'm hoping that once that happens, X-Men will be brought back into the fold properly and he'll get included. So I really am hoping they don't, they don't do it like that. You don't think it's him that plays Gambit? I hope not. Who, all right. Cast Gambit. Go. That's a tough one, man. I'm not sure I have someone picked out off the top of my head. I just know I don't want it to be Channing Tatum. He was in Step Up to the Streets. <laughs> oh, fuck. You're not helping his case. <laughs> like Now, look, I know he's Batman, so he probably can't do it. But, I mean, Robert Pattinson has really been on a roll. Oh, he was in The Hateful yeah, Eight. It's, I mean, look, it's, some people. I, good point. Hateful Eight's a good one. I mean, if they made that movie in. 1994-95 solid chance Van Damme would have been Gambit mm. at the time wouldn't have been an awful choice but well I'm like, acting ability it would have been. Is, that, is that where yeah. you're going with this? Well the accent and the physique but it, I mean he wouldn't have been able to act the part but I don't think it would have been bad on like in terms of aesthetic casting choice but. Okay would that have been before or after the double team with Dennis Rodman? 
Oh God! Uh, would, that was like the end of anyone being going to Iron that Man. Stupid would have fucking had to be cover. That. All I can picture is that like, cover. Dude, there like, is a part in that movie where they like they like drop out of a plane in a giant basketball. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> crazy, bro. And the thing is, and I can't Wait, deny is that this. In the hat? <laughs> hey, quiet you. <laughs> oh, is it? No, God. It better not be. No, will, it's not. And I don't want it to be. I will veto doing this podcast. <laughs> That's a good way to get Steve to quit. Right? Um, I thought Double Team was the coolest fucking movie I'd ever seen when I was in third grade. No shit. I rented it from the video store. And me and my cousin, we like, this is so badass. This is as badass as it gets. <laughs> I was uh, the little dipshit that day. Fuck you, you little dipshit. I was I was that a huge thing. Van Damme fan growing up. I mean, I was past it by the time that movie came out. I'm, I'm older than you are, but uh, I, I mean, for a long time, I watched the hell out of out of his films, a huge chunk of his films. And my uh, father had a life lifelong friend who's a film editor, film and television editor, who edited some of Van Damme's movies. So every time I saw that guy as a kid, I just I thought that was the most fascinating thing ever. I wanted to know all about what Jean Claude Van Damme was like in person, and blah blah blah, and like. I think in person he was actually a difficult, like kind of a douchebag for a long time. Johnny Cage, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> well, back to White House Down. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're nearing oh, yeah. the end. Oh, thank God. Do you guys remember how James Woods dies? It's pretty cool. So our, our two big bads, James Woods and his henchmen, they both die in pretty good ways. Shit, I um, forgot. All right. So James Woods is in the room with the president, right? Channing Tatum drives through the wall in a big truck that has a fucking Dan minigun mounted on it. He goes up to the minigun and just fucking miniguns him to death. Like, I don't know, fucking five meters away. Like, just boom. Into mush. Yeah, he pulled the move from Rambo 4. When Rambo gets in the back of the truck and then turns it into the cab and just fucking blasts that guy. But this (laughs) one was way way better in Rambo 4. This one was uh, very extremely wired down. And actually, it's kind of ridiculous because that's a good point to say it was watered down because, like you said, when they show it, he unloads that minigun into him. Like, that guy should have been, like, paced or just – that would have been a fucked up scene. And, but he just kind of, like, bends over like, oh, you got me. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a really, like, zoomed out shot yeah. of, like, just like the body After he out. shot him, like, 90 times or some shit. <laughs> How bad is the situation when you're saying Rocky Four did it better? I mean, uh, not Rocky Rambo for Rambo Four. That was a sick scene, though, in Rambo Four. Rocky IV also did it better, though, even though there was no minigun. It was also <laughs> better. Have this scene, but Fucking, it did better. Rocky IV did the big Russian guy better. I'll say that. Yes, it did. <laughs> uh. All right. So, jets are coming in hot, right? They're going to blow up the fucking White House. H-A-W-T hot. There's still the, civilians in there. The whole stupid thing where they started, they're coming in in eight minutes. And then throughout the rest of it, like, oh, six minutes, five minutes. Yeah, One 20 minute minutes later. Sir. Five minutes left. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, we got 30 seconds. We're approaching the White House now, and they're going to bomb the White House. And then... But the kid has a special skill. She can stop planes from blowing up any building with her special flag skills that she used in the talent show. But then, it's like, all she does literally, though, is wave it. Like, that's not, that's not... She doesn't do a trick. She doesn't, like, throw it up and catch yeah, exactly. it. exactly. There's no, like, batoning or, like, spins or, like, dancing uh, to go along with it. I mean, not that I like any of that anyway, but literally all she does is just stand out there and wave look, it around. we just talked about it. The Patriot, that's all he does. What's that scene where he waves the flag? Yeah, but she is supposed to, like, this is planning and payoff. Like, they say earlier in the movie... 
that she did a talent show for Waving Flags. Her mom says she trained for six weeks. Yeah. She didn't train for six weeks just to wave a flag, unless she's on the spectrum. Like, <laughs> I mean... Hey. She's not exactly right. making the color guard, I'll say that. <laughs> but uh, she does stop the White House from being bombed. But they see a kid waving the flags, and they're like, ah, oh, fuck this, I'm not going to blow this place up. Dude, I, don't I mean, do again, th- there are multiple times throughout this film where they ape something either from Die Hard or from The Rock. This is aping from The Rock at the end of the film where Nick Cage is screaming and yelling and waving his hands to try to uh, get the jets to pull away instead of bombing the yeah. island. Yeah. yeah. And Same yeah. Shit. And then they do, and she saves the day. And I mean, they would have just followed orders in real life. I don't think military has any qualms oh, with no. killing no. kids. Especially once you're 500 yards from the target. Like if you were told to bomb it, you bomb it. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's just it. You're not getting court-martialed for that shit. Right. And um, the president, like moments before, was shot like directly in the chest. Now, that's just before James Woods dies. So, the president, again, is presumed dead. Right. Spo- supposedly by the audience, you know? Like, we're supposed to think he's dead. But we called this at the beginning. That watch that he has that he wears over his mm-hmm. heart. Because they made a point to say it, like you guys said. Yeah, so if they mention it, it's going to come into play later. Yeah. yeah, and it's a Roland Emmerich movie, so it's going to... I mean, look, I'm just going to say this on record. Problem Child did it better. <laughs> I, okay, I like. I don't know. understand how you mean, but yes. So, in Problem Child, John Ritter gets shot by fucking Kramer. That's true. And he has this old prune that was like hardened that was passed down oh, generation that's to generation right. and it like catches the bullet in his no, chest. Dude. So uh, Problem Child did it first, Problem Child did it better. Back to the Future Problem 3 Child. did it best when he put the plate in his chest. Yes, it did. Well, then also though uh Burton's 1989 Batman did it best <laughs> with the the fucking buffet tray under the shirt. This is this has been done a lot. <laughs> you want to get crazy? <laughs> you want to get nuts. Oh, sorry, you want to get nuts. And he had a... Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. But there's one more <laughs> twist. We're not quite done. Right, because when you think they won... And it sucks. <laughs> Maggie Gyllenhaal calls in and literally oh says... Oh, God, we're still going. John, listen. This isn't over yet. Oh, here it is. Why can't it be? Yeah. Can it just be over? <laughs> like, <sighs> This Why, last Maggie? twist, it was just painful. Why? It was like, come on. Like, they're just <laughs> extending it. It was over. And Nobody we so wants close. any more of this. And they're what like, is the last do twist? Do any of you understand one more it? twist. No. But okay. Well, none of us understand. <laughs> Steve, uh, give us something. Isn't what she explains basically that, like, the dude who's now been sworn in as president, like, orchestrated all of this? They come yeah. up with a thing, basically, that the guy needed... They were trying to launch the missiles. He needed oh. his hand. But she's like, how did he know the codes? Yeah. yeah. She got, they got the president's handprints, but how did he know the codes to put in? Yeah. So basically, at two different times in the film, someone gets sworn in as president. And every time that happens, the launch codes have to change so that the last person's codes won't work anymore. Yeah. So she's able to surmise that James Wood's character would only have had working launch codes if they were given to him by the guy who just got sworn in as president. Which makes sense, but they did it pretty shitty or they didn't explain it well. But they also really muddy the waters in terms of everybody's reasoning even further because this guy states that his primary MO is stopping uh, Obama, so to speak, stopping Obama's (laughs) plan to remove American military bases from the Middle East. But 
that doesn't explain why they're launching missiles at all these other places. And it also doesn't explain what that has to do with James Wood's character trying to get revenge for his dead son. So it's just like, all you've done here is unnecessarily throw another person with another reason for no reason into this situation. Into this movie that should have ended already. Right? (laughs) Like, yeah, this was an unnecessary... Like, it didn't really make sense to begin with. Like, why is this dude nuking other countries to get revenge for his dead son? But now you've thrown, like, a presidential conspiracy to keep military bases open. And no, I know it's too much. Sorry. Yeah, fuck sorry. Off. You've just Phantom Menace. Right? Exactly. Channing Tatum <laughs> confronts him. It's ultimately about a trade war. And tells them they figured it out. And then when he's kind of cocky about it, uh, the real president shows up or he's like, I'm alive because of the watch. I'm alive, bitch. Yeah. He just kind of shows up, and they're like, "Arrest that traitor!" and and then thank God this is finally fucking it. And uh, well, the president says to Kale, like, like he's about to get on a chopper, and he's like, "Come on, I need my number one Secret Service uh, guy." Like he's been trying to get in like the real Secret Service like for a long time. Like in the beginning, he had some interview. You earned your way in, kid. Yeah, and like I mean, we all called that too. Like he's gonna get oh, the respect yeah. at the end, and. So one thing I always thought was funny is uh, I saw this comment once where someone was making fun of War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise and how the whole movie is about him reconnecting with his son and all it took was like an alien invasion. So this is very similar. It's like, oh, look, Channing Tatum reconnected with his daughter and he got his job. All it took was like the White House being taken over and all these people dying. That was you a know, like, flawed production, but I have mostly pretty good things to say about that version I did of World like of Worlds. I, I would watch that movie a hundred times before I'd ever sit through this piece I of shit again. I actually did like that movie. Right? But same thing. It's like, oh, look, he finally reconnected with his daughter. All it took was this huge fucking disaster to reconnect with his and teenage the, daughter. And it's, it goes on for like a few more minutes and they get on the chopper and like Maggie Gyllenhaal's like, the word came in, President... And she, like, starts naming off all these countries. Like, they all agreed. It basically, like, world peace was achieved. Why do they need the agreement of other countries to remove our bases? I don't know what the fuck. They're just trying to say, like, at the end of the day, we we saved the world. Not just the White House. It's like the Trade Federation thing in Phantom Menace. No no one gives a shit. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. It doesn't matter they're blockading the planet because of trade. I don't want to see that. I want Jar Jar. Yeah, yeah, Jar Jar's really what you want to get to. (laughs) Jar Jar's revenge. That movie had a pod race in Darth Sidious. Like, Darth Sidious. Or no, sucks. Darth Maul, I mean. Darth Maul. Well, I mean, Darth Sidious is in it, too. But in yeah. it, too. Yeah, but I was thinking Maul, anything, right? Yeah. Darth Maul sucked. Darth Maul would have been awesome if he lasted more yeah. than that one fight. Like, he just died. He didn't do anything. The two swords. Like, he, he should have... <laughs> he Ob- killed Liam Neeson, bro. He killed wow. Qui-Gon, and then Obi gets him. Obi-Wan, he should have ended in a stalemate. He should have come back, like, in, in three. But, whatever. Mm. That is neither here nor there. Yeah. Alan, what is your rating of White House Down? My rating is one out of ten presidents. Yeah. Um, I really want to give it a zero, but zero is probably for like the absolute bottom, most worst things ever. This was very close. I'm only giving it a one because it was a movie. I mean, it was like... Mm, right. It was, it was well lit. Yeah, it was well lit. <laughs> the story didn't make sense. The acting wasn't great. The movie dragged. It was predictable. It was cliche. Nothing about it stood out. There was nothing cool about it. The CGI was terrible. The fight scenes weren't memorable. I mean, 
we all knew what this was from before we even watched it. We were, you guys were dreading it. You knew what this was. <laughs> you knew what this was. It was awful. It was you know what it is, bitch. <laughs> not entertaining. I mean, this is like a movie you put on in the background when you're doing something else, and it's just kind of streaming on Netflix. Not even that. Not yeah. even that. Yeah, so one out of ten, just to be nice. Okay. I am going to give this a... Um, I'm going to go with the school rating system. I'm going to give it an F. Okay. This movie does not pass the fucking F. test, my friend. This movie is a failure. Now, financially made money. Maybe some people like it. I'm sure some people are sitting somewhere in a rehab and watching it right now. <laughs> and you know what? Good luck, guys. I hope you get clean. But <laughs> this fucking movie sucks. It's not going to help you. I do not like bland movies like this. I don't like the middle of the road, like, can take it or leave it, like, middling action movies. I don't see them. Um, I don't like them. It's boring. They're too long. Roland Emmerich movies just are generally pretty bad. I don't like it. I mean, it's not, it, it doesn't have anything that's appealing. It's like exactly what you think. You think White House down. This movie is exactly that. There's a guy, he's got a kid, the president's in there, the president's got to get a gun and they got to fight off these guys. You know what this movie is. You don't have to see it. Ever. Don't ever watch it. Steve, what's your rating? Ah, oh, God. <laughs> I'm I'm going to give this movie uh, uh, two out of ten cases of the stomach flow. Because um, no matter how good it is, it's still the stomach flu and you don't want it. Um, uh, you know, I'll, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I'll give any movie at least a one just for getting successfully made and released because that's an accomplishment even if the final product is a piece of garbage and this is. So I'll give it a one on the basis of that, and I'll go as high as a two because uh, I have seen movies with worse acting and production value than this. So technically, it's not the bottom of the bottom of the rung, but that's about as positive as I'd get about it. It is drawn out. It's boring. It's poorly written. The story is non sequitur. Very little of it really makes any sense. A lot of it goes unexplained. None of the characters are sympathetic. Uh, there are no special... None of the effects are special, even if they were special effects. Uh, you know, <laughs> like it's it's just it's just generally a disinteresting piece of shit. And I'm glad I didn't buy a ticket to see it in the theater. So thank you guys for forcing me to watch a movie I never thought I'd sit through. No problem. <laughs> right. Don't include me in that sentiment. One right. more quick thing. I think I could summarize this. I just thought it like I felt like it just had nothing of value. Like I got nothing. Nothing yeah. stood out. Like, what What did it provide? It wasn't was even no entertaining. Cool, there was no entertaining. There was no cool scene. Like, you know, some movies like, oh, that was a cool scene. And like, I'll give movies extra points yeah. on the basis of just that. If, if I can say it was a piece of garbage, but, but at scene. least it was really entertaining, I'll give it extra points on the basis of that. Like, but yeah. this was neither. Like, it well, provided I liked nothing. the way the two big bads died. Yeah. But everything mm. that surrounded it was too poor for me to really take that into account. Yeah, exactly. Rating, like okay. that, the whole ending scene where the fight and all that, it's like really bad, really bad, really bad. Oh, that's a kind of a cool way to kill them. Really bad, really bad. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> well, I don't like it. All right. You guys are welcome. Fucking Ghostbusters. God damn it. That's right. So next time we're reviewing Ghostbusters, but not just any Ghostbusters. Steve's personal favorite of the three oh, Ghostbusters. How dare movie, you? The 2016 all female Ghostbusters. Oh, Tune in next week for what kind of misogynistic comments we're going to make. 
I know I am not one of those guys. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not an incel. My dislike of that film has nothing to do with the fact, the fact that, that, that women are in it. Sure, you piece of shit. Right? <laughs> Who'd but you I, vote but for? But I hate it because they're Who'd female. Who'd you vote for? Uh, 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 Henry Woman Beater. <laughs> uh, and his vice presidential candidate, uh, uh, Mr. Manly. Cis white male man. <laughs> female oh my God. That's like a Pee Wee's uh, Playhouse character from a really warped alternate universe. Oh, fuck. All right. If you guys want to write in, you can email us at bigdumbmovie at gmail.com. You can also submit us a request. Leave us some nice comments on YouTube. As you can see, some people just talk shit and it's not cool. Leave us a <laughs> thumbs up on YouTube. Our Instagram is Big Dumb Movie Podcast, no spaces, no underscores. You can follow us there. We post memes. They're pretty good. You know you want to praise me. <laughs> Make Steve feel better. Right about myself. I'm very depressed. If you know any good therapists, <laughs> uh, just you can discreetly send me their number and I'll m- make sure that Steve goes and sees them. How's that sound? God, I need some help. (laughs) Alright, guys, thank you. See ya. See ya next time. We love you. Good night. on something you already have in the hat. He was that desperate. I was to that get desperate. You, you really I'm, wanted I'm this, going huh? for the long term because now that we knock this out, once we get Olympus has fallen, then the plan is complete. I wanted to knock this one out to get to the grand plan. We got to get that second one. Why he's convinced that one will be better. <laughs> I just don't understand. That's a very good point. Right? Like, it's not going to be better. It's just going to be like... The same shit. The same or worse. Worse. <laughs> Actually, how can it be worse? Because it has Gerard oh, Don't Butler. say that. <laughs> yeah, Gerard Butler's been in some flaming hot garbage. Has he ever been in a good movie in his whole life? 300 was okay. No, not very good. Oh, no, 300 was cool. Nah. You didn't like 300? Nope. Really? Nope. Flame. Well, you're what? wrong about that. But still. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, Spartans, dude? Flame. But pretty much, yeah. That's, that's I mean, it's historically thing. accurate, but it's lame. It's not even really historically <laughs> accurate. Fucking. Uh, <laughs> so wait, yeah. What other shit has he been in? Wasn't he in that like he's been in, like a lot of rom coms? He's been in some rom coms. That one gamer. Mm. Oh, it's no, ludicrous. Oh my god! I heard that shit. was real bad. Yeah, I saw that and I already forgot about was it. Was he in the in the remake of Death Race? No, that was Kurt Russell. No, you're thinking of the the Quentin Tarantino <laughs> you're one. Thinking of that. Well, which one? What is that? Death Proof. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's Death Proof. Death of. Race is a different one. Which one's Death Race? I feel like he. Oh would no, that be was in Death Race. I don't know for sure. No, that right. was Jason Statham. I feel like I can yeah. cast that movie in my head. Danny Trejo is probably in it. Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Statham. But I swear, Gerard Butler's in it too. No, no, he's not in that one, dude.